welcome to Weg Fans, the unofficial Wegmans fan cast. I'm your host, Marcelo, and with me is the world's biggest Weg fan himself, the mayor of the Medford's Wegmans, John Serpico. How you doing, John? I am doing so good, Marcelo. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I mean, again, still no Wegmans in California, but besides that, I, I managed to get by. Your goal is to keep us updated every fan cast on whether or not a Wegmans has sprung up near your house. Yeah, still no Wegmans in San Jose. How, how about you? How's your Weg life been? Uh, the Weg life, as always, is very, very strong. The closest one to me is the Wegmans in Medford, Massachusetts. It is enormous. It used to be, it really used to be an entire mall, and then they kind of gutted the mall and just stuffed the Wegmans in there. So life is good when you are walking distance to the Medford Wegmans. Though, I did uh, have to do a lot of travel over the past couple of weeks, which took me pretty far away from from my uh from my Wegman's comfort zone. Right, but still close to another Wegman's, right? I mean, you didn't travel stupidly. Oh, Marcelo, I traveled stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> I went down to Virginia and saw some family. Now, there is a Wegmans down in the part of Virginia where I was, and it's a lovely one. It's brand new, past few years. But then, then I went to Florida. And Florida has uh, has warmth, it has coasts and beaches, very elderly drivers, but there is not a Wegmans anywhere. When I drive in Florida, I see a pharmacy every 30 seconds. I see old people getting into <laughs> low mile an hour car accidents every 30 seconds. But I never, ever, ever see a Wegmans. So when I'm there and I want something to eat, uh, one, I feel like I am cheating on Wegmans. And two, everything is just worse. The supermarket that I had to kind of suffer through the most when I was down there is uh, a chain called Publix. P-U-B-L-I-X. Have you ever heard of Publix? I have not heard of Publix, but it is very... I read a news article where people regard it almost as highly as Wegmans. Yeah, those people are just incorrect. <laughs> you know, in, in a way that deeply offends me. <laughs> Publix is, you know, it's a chain that has a ton of stores in Florida. And like any supermarket, it can get you food. So, you know, that's good. But, you know, the problem with Publix is there's a lot less of a community feel. And I don't want to, you know, read into the psychology of it a little bit. But in Florida, in the suburbs, you have a lot of retirees. And maybe in my mind, I just figured that retirees would want a place to congregate in a supermarket. You know, it's five in the morning. Morning, you're up with the sun, you go to your supermarket, you see all the friends of yours that you always see when you get up at five in the morning. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a little cafe in that Publix? Wouldn't it be good if there was a little coffee shop and some chairs where you can sit and hang out? Or just some friendly faces, you know? Yeah, people that give you a smile and a nod instead of just grim, downcast eyes and heavy sighing. Publix is perfectly okay, but Publix is perfectly okay in the way any other decent supermarket is. You go there, you get food, you can go to a deli counter and get stuff sliced for you. But compared to a Wegmans, it, there, there are just some gaps and some holes. There's also another Florida supermarket chain. I've only seen it in Florida called Sweet Bay. And, you know, Publix and Sweet Bay kind of fit very well into that realm of like, it's a grocery store and nothing more than that. So don't expect anymore. Whereas a Wegmans, in every Wegmans I go to, there is this amazing 
hot food section and you can get your food and you can sit down. There are tables of all sizes and it feels like a place in which you are wanted, in which they actually want you there. You know, with Publix, with Sweet Bay, and frankly, with probably 80% of the supermarkets out there, that is very much not the case. If there's a place to sit, it's an afterthought. If there are fun, clever products and ways to engage customers, it's it's more transactional than, let's say, emotional. And that's that's what disappoints me when I'm away from my Wegmans, is I feel like I'm out of this cocoon of comfort built specifically for me. I mean, do you... Did it give you a window into my life in the uh, West Coast Wegmans desert? I spent, so I spent a couple of days down in Florida. So let's call it 48 hours. Of those 48 hours, I was probably awake for 35 hours. And of those 35 hours, I was lamenting your plight for about 33 of them. (laughs) I went to a spring training game with the other two. But the rest of the time, (laughs) the rest of the time, I just kept feeling bad. I was... I needed to buy a set of rosary beads so I could pray for you. It was tough. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate that, John. I really do. Stay strong, Marcelo. All right. Well, it's time for Weg News. 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 Weg News talking about how great Wegmans is, we're not the only ones who think so. Forbes magazine thinks it's great too, and Wegmans has been ranked the number two place in the country to work. Of all places in the country to work, Wegmans is number two. I find this amazing, but not surprising. And the reason why it's amazing is that, you know, as I've as I've kind of said before and as I often think, retail is hard. Working in retail is tough. You have to deal with people that are not your coworkers every day when you work front of house in retail. And that means every day can be different. Every day can be a big challenge. But Wegmans, it's number two. It's in the top five. And the other items in the top five, the other companies in the top five are, you know, Salesforce, Ultimate Software, Boston Consulting Group, and Edward Jones. You know, we've got financial companies. We've got software companies, places where, you know, with Edward Jones, obviously you're doing financial consulting there. So you're dealing with customers and all. But at the end of the day, of those five in the top five, only one of them selling groceries. And the fact that a grocery store is up there is amazing to me. Yeah. And you imagine the median salary at Salesforce, Ultimate Software, TBC, and Edward Jones is much higher than the median salary at Wegmans. I would imagine. I I didn't break down the numbers. But just the fact that Wegmans is a job that anyone with a bright and happy soul can do, or as opposed to being a consultant for TBC, I imagine involves some skills that at least you might have, but I definitely don't have. And Salesforce is an enormous company with a lot of folks that are obviously software engineers and you know marketing folks and online ad sales and stuff. So aside from Wegmans, these other companies need employees that have dedicated just massive amounts of years and massive amounts of student loan debt to preparing for this job. And so in those jobs, you're compensated really, really well. But at Wegmans, you know, not everyone at a Wegmans is pulling down, as you said, big like consultant salaries. Yet despite that, people show up at Wegmans and they like working there. And generally speaking, in the kind of work that that I do during the day when I'm not at Wegmans, for a lot of people in kind of finance and business, job satisfaction is tied to salary. And when you see a place where the benefits of working there and the joy of working there is not tied directly to salary, 
that's a heck of a thing. I mean, granted, Wegmans has corporate office and they have sales and they have all folks like that. And presumably those folks are compensated like their counterparts in other companies. But I look at the folks, the folks in the supermarkets, the folks that are stocking produce and cutting that produce and turning that produce into delicious pre-cooked things. I'm in a produce mood right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm riffing on produce. <laughs> but the folks that, that see you out there every day and say hello and talk you through it, like those are the folks that have certainly a tougher and more emotionally taxing job than I do if I'm sitting in a quiet office building. But Wegmans would not be on this list unless all the rank and file employees liked it there. And the fact that they do kind of warms my heart. Yeah. And the other thing is that 30 years ago, someone that worked at a grocery store could support their family uh, with a pretty decent salary. And I imagine Wegmans and probably also Massachusetts-based Market Basket, unless the board has another revolt, are one of the few places where you can still do that. So it just shows how remarkable the company is amongst... You know, we always knew it was remarkable amongst other grocery stores, but it's also remarkable amongst other companies in the country. And that's, that's just very impressive. Yeah, yeah. to me as well. I, I look at a place like Wegmans, or as you mentioned, Market Basket, or Costco is, is a good example. I mean, Costco is more big box than grocery, but these are retail companies that are in a way kind of throwbacks to the way companies, all companies kind of used to be run. These are companies that kind of spread the revenue to the employees instead of just to the shareholders. And I think that when I see something like that, uh, it makes me want to shop there more. So when I went to Florida this past week into the Wegmans desert, I was there, we were visiting my wife's grandparents, and we were talking about the idea of being loyal to your employer. My parents' generation, I think my dad worked for one company for 40 years before he retired. My mom was a teacher. She worked for, I think, a total of two school districts in her whole life. And my grandparents and you know Kim's grandparents, they had one company or two companies for decades. And that's because those companies back then, every company was investing in the longevity of their employees, was making sure that those employees liked showing up every day, could get a mortgage, could buy a house. They had benefits. They had a pension. There was a reason to stay. Whereas now it's 2018 and a lot of folks kind of of the Generation X, the kind of the, the millennial kind of age cutoff, those folks have never had access to that kind of relationship with their employer. For me, like I'm, I think of myself kind of as a mercenary. When a company no longer makes sense for me to work out, I leave. You're, you're like the BA Baracus of financial services. That's uh, exactly what's on my business card. I drive around in a van. I solve problems. You pity fools. I, oh my God. Oh, the fools that I pity, no doubt. But you know, the way Wegmans operates or Costco or Market Basket is the same way a lot of companies, no matter what they did, operated in the past. So- Whereas now, if you want to kind of follow the American dream of making a really comfortable living, there is such a feeling that you need to invest years and years and years in education and apprenticeship and, and all of these to maybe luck into a job that will keep you for 10 or 15 years. But I see a place like Wegmans as a, a shining example of something in retail with a low margin that can still do it the right way. Yeah, very impressive. All right. We got one more piece of news from the curios of the Wegmans crime blotter. Man at a Penfield Wegmans. There's no information in the in the article, but I love this headline from the I forget where I got it from. Uh, Man at Penfield Wegmans failed to stake out escape route 
and he was caught with purloined meat. So this guy basically, there's no information in the article other than a man was arrested with $245 worth of meat. I don't know. I guess Wegman's overpowered his sense of reason. What What do you think happened there? Now, there's so much to unpack in such a short headline, really. Um, first and foremost, Wegmans are laid out meticulously and, dare I say, beautifully, but also they're just very big. And so even though the place is not built like a maze, you know, like a casino in Vegas to keep you locked inside, I could very much imagine him like sprinting through the store with 245 pounds of meat and then seeing like, oh my God, they have carrots sliced into chips or, oh my God, look at this olive bar. There are so many olives. And he probably just got, you know, turned around and overwhelmed. He started thinking about what he could buy to accompany or steal to accompany the meats. You know, he got all tripped over itself. Uh, not that obviously, not that I advocate for theft, certainly not theft from Wegmans, but why in heaven's name would you go into any place as a as a thief or burglar and not come up with an escape route? That just seems bananas to me. Maybe he wanted no. to savor the experience and just said, well, you know, I'll browse for a bit and then just kind of stumble out through whatever door I find. I think he was just overpowered by Wegmans. I think you're, what you said the first time around was probably more correct. Also, I don't know, $245. So first of all, that's a lot of steak. That's a ton of steak. That he has. That's a ton of steak. So he's so he's got a ton of steak like under his coat. Maybe he brought like an expandable fat suit and then he just like oh hey. what's in the hot bar today? Look at that Sicilian pizza. Ooh. I know I know I'm here to rob a giant barbecue's amount of steak, but while I'm here I should buy something too. Mm-hmm. Now let's let, let's do a little bit of math on this. So the most expensive kind of meat I've seen at Wegmans are usually kind of marinated steak. That's so like $12. Yeah, a you're pound, talking $12, $15 a pound. a pound. So even if all this guy got was the most expensive meat, that's still 20 pounds of meat. That's and let let's say I mean if he if he went for the what's a, what's a good cheap oh yeah they have like you know marinated chicken thigh like ch- yeah like or stew meat or something like that stew stew meat yeah stew meat that's probably like six dollars a pound oh, oh yeah yeah so that's at minimum he was running out there with twenty pounds of meat at maximum this guy probably had forty pounds on him. Yeah, what, where is, get your head in the game, thief. You just, you know, whatever you have, you do not, you you are on a ticking clock. When you have that much meat stuffed into your sweatshirt or your trench coat or tucked up into some kind of makeshift fat suit, you know, you got to get out of there because the seams will rip and meat will come tumbling everywhere. So head in the game, guy, head in the game. And that has been Wig News. Wig News. Wig News. And now it's time for your favorite part of the Wake Fans podcast, the review. What do we have to review this week, John Serpico? So, 
the Wegmans near me, and I've seen this at other Wegmans as well, does something that I absolutely love. They make these pre-made cheese platters that you can take to a party as an appetizer. And what I love about these things is, unsurprisingly, I love to shop. I love to cook. I love to go to parties after I've shopped and cooked. And so going to a potluck is always such a great time. But what I like about a cheese platter or something like that is that it's a great way for people who don't like to cook to entertain or go to a potluck. Now, if you want to build your own cheese board, you have to buy a bunch of different cheeses and cut them up and get some accompaniments and all of these things and lay them out. And even if you're buying the minimum amount of cheese necessary, like a block of cheddar and one wedge of brie and a small half pound pack of almonds and dried apricots, you're on the hook for like 30 or 40 bucks. And you're only probably bringing half of those things to set up your cheese platter with. But with Wegmans, obviously, because they deal with volume, they have folks at their cheese counter making these things for you. And so it comes on a really nice, like kind of thick black plastic kind of plate. There's a lid to it and everything's artfully arranged. So instead of buying 50 bucks worth of cheese and cutting it all up and wrapping some up for yourself and taking some to the party, you can go and get a cheese board that is good for four people or eight people or an enormous one that's good for 20 people and you're not paying any more than you need to. I think the last one I bought was for about 10 people and I ended up spending maybe 20 bucks on the thing and it was arranged what? yeah it was arranged beautifully and it saved me time and it saved me money and it didn't overload my refrigerator with half sliced cheese and it was absolutely amazing so the pre-made cheese boards are a wonderful wonderful way to entertain or go to a potluck with an absolute minimum of fuss this sounds amazing to me. I've never seen this product before, but I often make cheese plates for entertaining. And my poor wife, she's just like slicing cheese like she's working in a mine where even if we don't spend a lot on the cheese, we can find good places to buy our cheese. It is a hassle for something that people like to look at and then they eat and they don't think about. No one's like, oh... Thank you for spending 45 minutes carefully assembling this cheese plate. Yeah, even more than the money you spend when you build it yourself, it's the time. Like, I can imagine your wife is slicing cheese in the kitchen. You're blanching almonds over a hot stove and trying to find a place where you can buy only one ounce of dried cherries. Like, that's a lot of time for something that, while delicious, is not going to be the anchor point of the buffet table at your party. And Wegmans take all of that time and effort and they take it away, they do it for you. And it is just a godsend every time. Uh, I think the biggest one I've seen was probably 60 or 70 bucks and it could easily be for 60 or 70 bucks you could get a cheese board so big you could serve it at a wedding for 50 people and wow. you know I've we've we've both been through paying for a wedding and <laughs> yes the fact that you can get all the cheese taken care of for under a hundred bucks is amazing to me. Yeah, makes me question a lot of the a lot of the decisions I made a few years ago. We've got doubts, Marcelo. You and I, we've got doubts. Just to be clear about the cheese. Right, right. About not, not our spouses. about the cheese. No, our, our spouses are doing just fine. Our cheeses, though, our cheese game was not strong those days. And now it's time for our newest segment. The Wegmans Question of the Week. We here at Wegmans, we want to hear from you. You can always get a hold of us on Twitter at Weg underscore fans or hit us up at our email address, 
wegfanspodcast at gmail.com. So, El Jefe, what is our Wegman's question of the week? So, the Wegman's question from your favorite and mine Wegfans podcast is this. What is a memorable parent-child interaction that you have seen at Wegman's or any other supermarket? That question again, what is a memorable parent-child interaction that you've seen in a Wegmans or a lesser supermarket? And so, Marcelo, let me let me be the first to you know get an answer on this. Marcelo, is there any memorable parent-child interaction that you have seen in a supermarket that stands out to you? Well, I mean, this one's a little bit of cheat, but I grew up on Guam, so often I was shopping in uh, military bases, so... Not quite as nicely laid out as a Wegmans, but the where the there's a commissary and sometimes there's a food court kind of outside the commissary. So I was playing with mustard packets, and my mom kept on saying, "Marcelo, don't play with those mustard packets." And I'm like, "Mom, what's what's gonna happen? They're just mustard packets." So then I squeezed some, and they exploded on me, which was fine. But they also exploded on a lady behind me, and my mom made me walk around the sort of cafe area about seven times before I could stop laughing and apologize to the woman behind me, who uh, was quite nice, even though I probably ruined her shirt. Wow, what a what a good sport that was. <laughs> way, to, way to go, lady. She's got more patience than probably I would. I think of kids at supermarkets as a necessary evil, I think. Not that... <laughs> Not that children are evil here, but I always like shopping as a kind of a one-man job. For me, going to the supermarket with my wife and a couple of my nephews and, you know, my mom and a bunch of cousins, like, it's, I don't want it to be a family affair. When I go to the supermarket to shop, when I go to Wegmans to shop, I like doing it on my own with my list, you know, and some music in my ear and all that. So when I see kids... Yeah, you never you never seen a heist movie and then be like, all right, we've got our demolitions expert, uh, our guy that can crack the lock, my niece and my nephew that I'm babysitting for the weekend, and my elderly mother. Like, that's a terrible heist crew. Exactly, exactly. You want the right size team for the job. And I'm of a mind where if you are going to a supermarket to shop, very rarely is a toddler part of your elite special forces team. <laughs> so when I see, you know, kids in a supermarket, I am perpetually impressed when they are part of the team, like in a real way. It wasn't my last trip to the Chestnut Hill Wegmans, but it was the one before. Uh, so within the last year, I went to the Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts Wegmans, which has a very, very weird layout. And that is a story for another time. But Chestnut Hill is a very nice community, very friendly place. And I guess home of some of the most well-behaved children in the world. I saw a man walk in there with probably a toddler-aged kid, maybe a two or three-year-old kid, and then a 10 or 11 year old. And that 10 or 11 year old was a scout for every aisle. The dad would round the aisle and go into the cereal aisle. He would tell his 10 year old, it's like, okay, we need the, you know, like this frosted cereal and we need this other thing. And this kid took off like a shot and she ran the length of the aisle and pinpointed where everything was. And then the dad would just kind of saunter up and grab the thing right from where his child said it was. It was amazing. Uh, it was like watching a really good beach volleyball team they were just setting each other up and going for the spike i mean it, it sounds it sounds more like a duck hunt <laughs> yeah yeah this this 10 or 11 year old was that laughing dog only your friend and not your enemy so yeah that, i mean that's exactly what it was this kid was playing scout and it was amazing to me uh certainly beats 
99% of other parent-child interactions in a supermarket, which mainly involve a child laying on the floor and screaming about something. So way to go, Chestnut Hill Wegmans, and way to go, Wegmans Dad. All right, that is all we have for the Weg fans podcast the unofficial podcast of Wegman fans everywhere of course we'd like to thank a few people yes indeed we want to thank the amazing band minus world and melissa carubia for their great theme music for us and all the other music and all the other music they do not just music for us but all their music is good and also to our friend the esteemed dr dan chapman for wishing this podcast into existence and making it uh making it a reality if only through his hopes and dreams that is right, man, Chapman. You are always with us with this podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, if I could think of a tagline, I would have said it right now. <laughs>